Hello, heroes, and welcome to the 68th episode of Campaign. I'm Kat Cool, your host. Before we get started, first, let me tell you about Video Ball. Video Ball is a piece of electronic entertainment. Video Ball is a sport you can play. Video Ball is a sport everyone can play. Go play Video Ball. More info at videoball.net. Next, a little while ago, due to some audio issues, I released an episode with just Lena Kimbacta and no Tristan Lin. Because of that, Tristan Lin's story's been disjointed from Bacta and Lenix by about 8 to 12 hours in-universe, for most of the time they've been separated. That hasn't meant much to us experiencing these things divorced from their timelines until now. This episode is going to be just Tristan Lin to make up for the time spent previously with just Bacta and Lenix. For those of you getting giddy and ahead of me on what this means, yes, starting next week, the gang's finally getting back together. And we are never, ever, ever, ever getting separated like that again, my ring is God. In the meantime, enjoy this week's adventure on Plone. We'll see you back on Findar Station soon. Next, James and I would like to thank our outstanding Patreon backers. Jason Joseph Maloney III. Holy cow. That's the second, the third we've run into. And that person's a detective. Thank you, John Joseph Maloney III. Yep. Aaron J. Amendola. Would that happen to be Aaron J. Amendola of The Geek Show? Yes, it would. Thank you very much, Aaron. Well, next up is Palomi SP. What? Palomi! She helped us make Noisy Person Cards a thing. She is the the graphic designer on Noisy Person Cards. She is a brilliant crystal gem brimming with cosmic energy. We love you, Palomi. Thank you for being our friend. Riley Bowman, thank you. Thanks, Riley. Joshua Seville. Thanks, Joshua. No, R-U-A-N-E. Ruran. I think it's (laughs) Ruran. Stop saying that. (laughs) Want to try again? (laughs) <laughs> I think it's round. It. Richard Braun, thank you. Uh, Jacob Johnston, thank you. Thank you. Joel Beatty, thank you. Joel Beely, thank you. Oh, no. Dave Simpson, thank you. Thanks, Dave. Neil, Neil is from Dungeon Master's Block. Thank you, Neil. Dominic Ortega Ferguson, thank you. Thank you. Specs AK, thank you. Jeremy Martin, thank you. Brett, thank you. Bradley Butcher, thank you. Thanks, Brad. Samuel Seegers, thank you. David Piscal, thank you. Jason Levine, thank you. And now, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Excavation! Lintel Laroon, accompanied by her would-be archaeological interns, Trist Valentine, Pliff Swalk, and Jane, begins her investigation of a hidden treasure room on Flone, a room protected by a dastardly trap that destroys anyone who might be carrying electronic equipment as they pass through the threshold. What other dastardly devices await? And will they be able to circumnavigate them without their blasters? And what of the Empire? Our heroes have a head start now, but is that enough to outwit a colleague of Lin's former mentor? You walk inside, it is completely dark in this room. Hold uh, on, let me go get a power pack to no, look. No! You're right. Fire. What? Fire. I mean, Underground? Y- yes, let's not... How do you light the fire? With a lighter? Who has a lighter? I do. What? Cliff, did you bring the uh, the emergency torch? Uh, yes, I took everything out that I thought might have had a power pack in it. Well, we're in here now, so you did. Congratulations on not dying. Can anybody operate it in the dark? 
It lights. So yeah, you light up a torch and you see a huge room that looks like it goes on for meters. You can see a lot of hexagonal panels on the wall around you, like hundreds. Okay. Okay. Nobody touch any of those. Oh, come on. Why not? (laughs) We can't touch anything in the whole room. Why are we even in here? Uh... So, looking around, is there anything I can do to get a sense of what the hexagonal things do? Uh, Make a hard research. Four successes and three threats. Okay. Their weapon redesign was done on hexagonal grids. Those could be some sort of blaster. As far as threats, there are hundreds of them and they are all around you. Are they on the floor as well or just on the walls? They are just lining all of the walls. Because touching things are going to get you killed. Uh, I grab something and throw it, trying to hit one of the, the hexes midway through, the whatchamacallit. Yeah, you throw it and you've thrown a rock at the wall. It hit and nothing happened? Nothing happened. Okay, so then it's not touch activated, but probably, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out? Have you never done anything like this before? I thought you said you had. I, I mean, I guess we'll find out is my line. I, I, I can't imagine it would ever be... You, the, you don't see any problem with this? I guess we'll find out? No, I make this stuff up as I go along. Okay, I feel like there are so many times where you have gotten so mad at me for saying the exact same thing. Neither of you are instilling me with an overly good amount of confidence right now. I'm sorry, Jane. Are we not paying enough attention to your feelings? Let me change- Hey, back off! There's only one of us here with a slug thrower, and it's me, okay? So you back off. No, we all have to depend on each other in order to get through this alive. I don't need you two bickering, and if you're stressing Jane out, it's not going to make her better at doing any of this. Wait, are you referring to yourself in the third person? No, that was Pliff. Pliff, I can take care of myself. They look very different. Both of you, uh, make sure that nobody's following us back into here. Trist, since you have the slug thrower, cover me. I'm going to go down the hallway. Okay. I feel like I should go down the hallway. But no, I'm... I don't think you should go down the hallway. Fine, go down the hallway. As you start walking down the hallway, you reach an area where you pass the hexagonal panels. Yep. There are littering around the ground some stone panels that appear they've just fallen off the walls after years of decay. You reach the mouth of a pit that's about 300 feet across there is a pit that uh, appears to be full of sand um, but it's 300 feet across but it's 300 feet across okay is there anything on the walls around the area around here the structural damage that's happened to the walls and this place is much more extensive and severe right uh, I mean I take something and check it into the sand it lands in the sand there's a moment of silence and you don't hear or feel anything. I think you're probably safe to come up to at least this point. Well, that instills so much confidence. All right, let's move forward. Jane and Pliff get back from the door. They've closed it as much as they can. Pliff's like trying to stick a penny in it. It's a massive door. It's not going to oh, do anything. Oh, to try to hold it. They can't like seal it. <laughs> yeah. They hurry up behind Trist, just looking at the room. They're vaguely trying to follow the path that you followed to get to the mouth of the pit. So I don't want to go in the sand, but we have to get across. So, um... (laughs) We have the filament from the, the grapples, but we can't activate the grapples. True. Okay. Why can't we just go on the sand? At the very least, it's a sinkhole. Why don't we send Pliff in? Because we like Pliff, and we are trying to keep him alive. He's got experience with sinkholes, We're though. We're trying to keep Pliff alive. We could climb along the walls. It looks like there are plenty of handholds and footholds that have been created by whatever deterioration this place has gone through. And do we feel like Pliff can do that, Jane? I don't know that Trist can do that. You know, I'm noticing a lot of Pliff. 
Pliff can't do this and Pliff can't do that. I fell through a sinkhole and I took out two stormtroopers. I'm doing pretty okay. We're all doing okay until we're not, Pliff. I mean, maybe we should both of us climb across, Jane, and we'll take the filament over and try to secure a line so that you guys can come over more safely. But if we have each other's back on the walls, and I, I feel like we can probably do it without either of us falling in. So what I am going to need from everybody is athletics checks. A combined athletics? Yes. What's that? Uh, so this is going to be hard. This place is unstable. Uh-oh. Failure with two advantages. You guys have made it your way sort of halfway out. You've climbed up along the wall. You're secure to one another. Yeah, to each other. As best you can. Trist and Pliff are watching from the sidelines. Halfway through, something little falls off of Jane's belt and like sort of rolls down. And then there's a general rumbling that you guys feel quaking throughout the entire structure. That's causing your grips to loosen even more. You have a moment where Jane falls and hits the sand below, but she's still secured to you. So she gets up, dusts herself off, and starts climbing back up to where you are. And then a massive wave of sand comes out of the pit and hits you guys on the wall. I am going to allow you an athletics check to stay on that wall. Absolutely. What's the difficulty on this? Hard. A wave of sand hits you as you're gripping onto the wall. Okay. Uh, that's better. A success. That's a lot of successes. Well, just one, I think. Or no, no, that's, you're right. It's a, it's a great wealth of successes. <laughs> it's four a treasure successes. Treasure trove of successes. <laughs> or just one. Four successes and a threat. Definitely both you and Jane are securely held to the wall. You're struggling to breathe. You pull up a scarf over your mouth. Jane is sitting there coughing, but she's holding on. She's going to have a black dye to whatever she does next. What was that? Hey, what, why are we yelling? Okay. I'm right here. Okay. I saw it. We both saw the same thing. There's All no right. reason to yell. I'm, I'm nervous about it. Mr. Valentine, there's something dangerous in there. Yeah, I understand. I just, we, we, we both watched the same thing. A big bunch of sand fell. Try to spot them. Can you see them? Are they still covered or they, is it? You're going to have a really hard time seeing them because I don't know how you're climbing with a light. We should have crack sticks. You should. Yeah, you, you've got glow rods that you've put on your arms. So you can so, see these <laughs> little glowing objects in the distance. <laughs> Jane, are you okay? <coughs> Just take your time, take your time. Still alive. Uh, I tug on the line that we have back to them mm. to, to give a sign. They tug the line. They're okay. Okay, well, yeah, I, I confirmed that they were still alive by the two lights that I see inside of there. But yes, correct. They tugged the line. That's a system that we established, and they look like they're okay. Okay, what, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to wait for them to get across. We're just going to watch in case they fall again? I mean... You know what? No. Why don't we try to fix all the problems in the world, Pliff? Okay, great. I like being solution-oriented. Uh, oh, God. I could... We could distract whatever it is in there from our side. Wait! Wait! What? What? Uh, Trist goes into his boot and pulls out a flask. I just remembered... <laughs> <laughs> I filled a flask up before this. Okay, that's great. What, what did you fill it with? Was it like rocket fuel or, or, or... Space gin. He takes a swig of space gin. It's bad space gin. It's talent space gin. Do you drink? Uh, yes. Okay, well, calm your nerves down. You're going to get us both killed if you don't calm down. Okay. It takes a sip. Two more big sips. <laughs> really? Yeah, two, two more. more? <laughs> You're freaking out right now, okay? Uh, he sips again and then sips again, hands the flask back to you. Put it back in my boot. I'm going to distract whatever's in that pit. Uh, what did you just say? <laughs> he, he grabs his Suck. end of the line and 
jumps down into the pit. Oh my god! Uh, and like, there's the general rumbling. Cliff, don't do that. And an, a wave of sand washes over where Pliff is. But you guys are no longer the main focus of whatever's happening. Another wave of sand does not come after you. When there was that wave of sand, since we're on this side mm-hmm. of it, was anything like causing it in the back? You can definitely see towards the center of the pit, there was some movement in the darkness. Since your only light is from those glow yeah. rods, they're mostly illuminating uh, what's immediately around you. But you do see conically shaped sand and at the bottom of the pit, something is throwing up waves of sand. Jane, could you see any more of that? Do you think that's mechanical or organic? <coughs> I don't really have a good sense of what's going on. I mean, there's definitely something throwing sand. Okay, you're not doing well. I think we should focus on getting you across and then we'll worry about the boys. If there are too many waves of the sand stuff, we're going to have to cause another distraction down here to keep them safe. Okay. So you can make a roll. It's just got a black die. It's the same hard roll that it was before to get fully to the other side. Three successes and two threats. You definitely manage to get over to the other side. That's not a problem. Jane is still coughing. She's like barely hanging on together. And for the last part, she goes into a coughing fit and falls. Mm -hmm. So you grab the rope to hold her and you're holding on at the same time. Meanwhile, you can tell there are just more waves of sand being thrown over by Pliff and Trist. I swing Mm -hmm. her to throw her onto the other side. Uh And then I jump down a few meters from the end into the sand. Okay. The waves stop and then suddenly we see a wave hit you. We're going to cut back to Trist and Pliff. So Pliff jumps down into the sand. There's a general rumbling and then a huge wave of sand comes swinging from the bottom and most of the weight of it hits Pliff, but it poofs up and starts to fill the room. So you're having trouble seeing right now. Oh, God, idiot, stupid. I'm like making my way back to the entrance of the room to try to get out of the way of all of this sand. Uh, stupid, got crap, crap, idiot kid. <laughs> but covering my mouth and like just trying to get out of this wave. So you can definitely get beyond to where you're not just breathing sand. Mm-hmm. You know how to deal with sand. You've been dealing with sand and sandstorms your whole life you definitely have some way to cover up your mouth and assess the situation you know that pliff is in that pit just got hit by a big wave of sand definitely does not have the balance that he needs although he did have that rope with him if he's uh, still holding on to it if he's still holding on to it okay let's try to think this out logically if you were dead what kind of things would you want someone to say about you <laughs> at your funeral brave i mean heroic he certainly made a heroic gesture okay let's just stick to the facts brave heroic selfless (laughs) selfless is going to be a big one mr valentine (laughs) you're still hearing him (laughs) mr valentine i'm having trouble climbing back out of the pit i guess the real ghosts are the specters of our past i think my struggling is causing it to throw more sand yeah, you gotta you gotta stop struggling. Try to close your eyes and close your mouth, and you know conserve that oxygen, buddy, because you're gonna be just stop. Try to stop moving as much. You hear some silence for a minute, then another wave of sand comes. <laughs> Not struggling isn't working. Yeah, the panic's only making it worse. I'm Don't just, second guess yourself. I'm getting lower in the pit. Could you could you pull me out, baby? Yeah, it's too much sand up here right now. <laughs> Grab the other end of the rope and just, and just pull me out. <sighs> 
of the pit. No reason for you to jump down in the pit. If I pulled you out, how would you learn your lesson? Mr. Valentine, I'm nearing the center of the pit. I'm halfway down now. If you could just pull me out of the pit. What? <laughs> Another wave of sand goes God, up. Lord almighty. I uh, make my way over uh, back to where the rope was and start to pull him out. I'm going to need you to make a athletics check. This is hard. There's also a black die because you waited three or four waves. It is three failures and an advantage. You grab onto the rope. You are pulling it. You can like feel some give as Pliff is starting to come out. And then all of a sudden, the rope goes taut and starts pulling you in the other direction. I just let go of the rope. And there are just screams coming from below. I let go of the rope, absolutely. Okay, you have let go of the rope. There's still another line for where they were headed. Yeah. And we probably would have, like, set up, if we have them, a pike on either side of the, mm -hmm. the wall, because we're trying to make a line. Yeah, you're trying to make a line. And his rope is going down into the pit. Yes. It's like a second rope. It's a second rope. Like, you guys had a couple grappling lines. Hooks. Yeah. And my advantage, I'll take a blue die on being able to try to find out what is throwing all this cool. sand around. make your perception. What's my check on this one? Average difficulty uh, with a black die for visibility because there's a lot of sand and not a lot of light. Oh boy, that's uh, two threats. <laughs> you hear Pliff screaming below and you see something cutting through the dust in the air. You can't quite make it out. It appears very large, probably 10 feet of something that is tall and thin. I think we are back up to current time where you have gotten Jane across and you are looking at what's going on. You can see Pliff, he was holding on to a rope. You can see that he no longer has the rope in his arms. He is screaming at something that is in the middle of a cloud of dust. If you want to make a perception, you can try and get a better idea of what's yeah, in a I'll, cloud of dust. I'll try. Not too great at this. Again, it is average difficulty with a black die. Uh, a success with two advantages. You see something that is most definitively two large 10-foot pincers coming out of the sand. They are right now trying to grab at Pliff. You can see one of the grapple lines has been wrapped around the end of one of these jagged pincers. We're only 300 feet across, right? There's something alive in there! Get him away! Uh, no go on that! <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, he's stuck down there pretty good. There's something alive? Yes! I'm going to make my way back. I'm going to go in. How big is it? Wait, what? It's huge! Jane has, like, finished coughing and vomiting. She sort of sees what's going on with the situation. She wraps a scarf <laughs> tight around her face. Oh, no! And jumps down to the pit. Can I try to grab her before she does that to throw her back you out? You could absolutely try to grab her. <laughs> thank you. What would that be? Average difficulty. A She's athletics? so focused on the... Yes, athletics. Okay, thank you. I don't want both of the children to get hurt. Yes, a success. So you grab her by the back of the scarf and like pull her back. And throw her back up. Mm -hmm. No, do not do that. I need you to cover me because I have very little confidence in their abilities, okay? How am I going to cover you? We're going to carabine, go back across the line now that it is secure, and then I'm going to jump down to where he is, okay? So I should just pull you up when you get him. That's a great plan. Okay. Okay, let's go. Clip back to the thing and go rushing yeah. back towards him. Are, are we back? Are we in initiative? What? Yeah, I think it's definitely it's around time. time. She said it was huge. <laughs> okay, well. Huge size. So basically, Trist so is looking 
40 Trista's feet looking by 40 at his slug feet. Thrower. He's looking at his slug thrower. Well, this isn't going to end well. Uh, <laughs> he wraps some of his shirt around his hands and then grabs the line and tries to start rappelling down Cliff's line. Uh, so I need initiative rolls from everybody. <sighs> Three successes and an advantage. Three successes and an advantage. It is actually the beast that gets to go first. The beast right now is going to try and make an athletics check to break the line that is currently tethering it and holding its jaws at bay. The creature actually fails to break free. Trist, as you are climbing down the line, you can see these pincers pulling at it, causing the line to go tight and slack, making it difficult for you to hang on to it. But so far, the way you've secured it, it's not budging. Cool. Next up is a PC slot. I have the line. I'm going to like move as fast as I can running down yeah, the you thing. You can slide down the sand, like slide and tumble down the sand. It's uh, a sand pit. Yeah, and I'm just trying to get to Pliff. So mm. I'm ideally just doing three three, three um, maneuvers. maneuvers. Though Is if it I, possible to do three? I think you can only do two. I can. Will I have to make a skill thing at any point in this? No. I'm activating unmatched mobility. So that's one of these. And then, then for the next two rounds, I have three maneuvers a turn. So I am taking two strain, getting down to Pliff, and getting him as far out as I can back again. Okay. I imagine that the shot is, like, in the sand with us, so sand's whipping around. Right. And just, like, Lynn with goggles down and the scarf up, getting in, then grabbing Pliff up as far as she can. So you're trying to get through the sand. There's another PC slot. Just finishes, I'm assuming, his descent straight down to the thing's wherever this thing is tethered to. <laughs> right. So, like, if you're going straight down, you see one of the pincers coming up. Is my line attached to the pincer? Yes, it is, like, wrapped around some of the hair and jagged teeth on this pincer. What do I... Do I see the beast's face, eyes, anything like that? You definitely know where it would be based on the relative positioning. Also, what's throwing up the sand? Is it just the beast's movement that's throwing up the sand? Yeah, or it's, is it it's like... struggling right now against this line, so uh, that's throwing up a lot of sand sand cool trist finishes basically falling <laughs> controlled falling down into the thing and is going towards wherever this thing's head would be which is presumably attached to these pincers right near the mouth yeah so okay <laughs> uh heading down great yeah, with a maneuver, you can definitely get down and like you now see a head with like crazy mandibles. It appears to be more preoccupied with what is happening up there, but it's making a lot of jerking movements and it's it's hard for you to hold on. But you see this head. Okay, cool. I am going to flip a dark side point right now. Oh, oh. Uh, getting him back to we're going to be fine cause you to fall off of the pincer so you're now on the ground next to this creature in the sand yeah. in the sand what do i see do i kind of look at this thing getting a closer look at this thing gives you a better idea of what its head looks like you can see two big eyes it's got a bunch of jutting jagged looking hairs that come off its body and a big collection of mandibles between those two pincers huh, perfect okay i want to from the ground where i am aim a couple shots at the eyes of this thing i will spend a maneuver to aim and then i'll do the called shot it's called shot right as yeah. the action yes uh, so that means it's only one black die to the check yeah and by one i think i mean two actually difficulty on that i mean you are engaged so one one 
It is two successes and a threat. So you bypass the armor. Those successes add to damage. Uh, Six damage. The beast hisses in pain as like bloopy goop shoots out of the eye socket. It's like now flailing around even more, kicking up more dust. Did you get any threats or advantages? One threat. The dust is going to give a black die to whatever you do next. Gotcha. We have another PC slot. Pliff or Jane? Pliff is with you. I tied it up. I tied it up and I got out of there. You're doing great. Can you make the rest of the way out by yourself? Uh, I should be able to. Okay. What are you going to do? Trist is still down there. Okay, right. Pliff starts going along trying to get up. Jane is going to... I guess she can't pull on the rope because you still have the rope. She sees that Pliff is coming up. Jane is just going to pull him up and out. Phew. So we're back up to the top. Yes. And it's the monster. And the monster goes. The monster is going to try and attack JPC. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it two black dice to this roll because it's bound. It succeeded with two threats. You have 11 damage coming at you. As it flails its head, the rope goes taut, so it doesn't get to swing at you with its full force, but it does knock you down. This is actually wound damage too, right? Yes. Okay. It's like slammed the side of one of its pincers against you. I was like getting up after I took my shot. I was trying to be silent so I wouldn't have a better sense of where I am, Mm -hmm. but as I was moving and it was just kind of flailing around, it slammed its pincer into the side of me, which knocked me in the chest, knocked the wind out of me, and slammed me back against kind of like a wall of sand. You can make an easy xenology. My intelligence is low, but we'll see. Your intel- success and uh, success and advantage. Yeah, so your intelligence may be low, but you grew up on Tatooine. There are smaller versions of insects like this all over the planet. You know those hairs jutting out of its body sense vibrations. Those eyes might work, but they're not what the creature would rely on. They're just for most light of the time. Exactly. Yeah. So you know that information. Uh, now we have a PC slot. I would love to take it. I'm still in my three maneuvers action, so okay. it would be awesome to be able to make. Make it to Trist, grab him, and start making our way out. Okay. Is that... Yes. Now, at the center of the pit, it is going to take an athletics check to try and climb out. Currently, the beast is struggling and losing... Like, a lot of sand is being loosened up, which can make it really hard to climb up and out. It's like trying to climb a sand dune with somebody digging out the dune beneath you. Yeah, so the camera, you know, does the shaky as though we are in a blizzard uh, sort of thing. Lynn pops into shot. Is there anything that we need to do while we're down here? Do you have a plan? Oh, no. Or did you just <laughs> jump down here? Yeah, I just jumped down here. Okay. <laughs> Grab on. Don't do anything stupid. Grab on to what? Me. And she starts to climb out. Make your athletics check. Dun, 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 this dun, is dun, hard. Dun, dun. No, a failure. Wash with six advantages. So figure out what to do with those advantages. I will describe the failure. You start climbing out. It's tough for you. Trist is like, he's got an arm slung around you. He's trying to help as much as he can, but really hard. And you guys have Jane pulling from the other end. You manage to get out, I'd say, about six or seven feet up from the bottom of the pit when some sand gets loosened and you feel yourself sliding back down. Even holding onto the rope, your grip starts to slip a little bit and you're almost back where you started. What are your advantages? 
One is that the way that the thing has been like pulling the line makes it so that that line, so it's wrapped around its mandibles twice. Yes. But there's also some old mechanisms down here and it's caught up in them as well. So there is a line from the mechanisms out to the side of the cavern that is taut separate from the struggling beast. Interesting. So so you're saying in its struggling, it's wrapped this around something that happens to be in this pit? That we could use to climb out, giving us a blue die next time around okay you do realize that that would be back towards the start of the pit that is what it is what else do we have because we have a bunch of these um i like loose rocks they'd have to be pretty big rocks to do anything to something like this we've established that the structure has been like deteriorating partially because of this creature you know messing with the sand and stuff perfect i mean that makes a lot of sense it's a six thousand at least year old creature because it seems that this was a very intentional trap so the whole area above has a lot of those hexagonal weaponized recesses and some of them have been knocked loose so it seems like some of them could be further knocked loose pc slot i'll just try to get us out i'll just try to uh, athletics out. i used to have two blue dice to this yeah and yes, i have a black die to the roll um oh man it's but by the same amount as lynn yeah it's the i think that's a total wash nope it's not it's a threat good yeah you are down there you try and scramble up you keep trying to climb sliding back down and then you feel a bigger shift as the creature starts to crawl out of its burrow and you see more of it it's much larger and you can see that it has many many legs pliff and jane jane and pliff pliff is going through uh his pack he has opened his pack and he's brought out all the survival gear that he has and he and jane are like madly scrambling through it guys guys i have something it's a winding flashlight that's why i didn't respond (laughs) it's a powered object None of us know where you're going with this. No, we do. It's just do it. Wind it, throw, don't get hit. Cliff like starts winding it super hard. Oh, come on, come on, hurry up, hurry up. He spends his turn with two maneuvers winding the thing and he passes it off to Jane who is going to try and throw the throw. thing. The thing sails through the air and lands on the opposite side of the creature from you guys. Oh, good. So you just have to turn it on. <laughs> Wait, what, what will this do? Don't worry about it. We're going to get you up onto the thing. I mean, it's turn. Still at a disadvantage because it is pinned down. This time going after Lynn. It succeeds. It does not crit. So you have nine damage coming at you. It is slamming its body against you. Not a problem. Um, I only have, I'm back to two maneuvers. I'm going to try to get him back up to the line. Make an athletics check. Two successes. Lynn gets hit by the mandible, which hurts a ton, but throws both Lynn and Trist nearer to the line. She grabs onto it and pulls them up out of the thing, grabs him and like attaches her carabiner through to the line. Uh, PC slot? It's PC slot. Are you still in the pit or you climbed out of the pit? I'm like by the side. You're securely, safely able to go across, but... Uh, yeah, I guess I just, I, oh, I'm going to move across to the other side. The other so side. he's going towards the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The creature goes, it is going to once again, try and attack the only person who's still in the pit. Yep. It has one success. Uh, so it is again, nine damage. Okay. Oof. 
Okay, with a success and an advantage. I'm going to take two strain. This is how I'd like this round to go. So Lynn dives back down into the sand, launching as far across as she can to Mm -hmm. the flashlight. She hits the wall and the flashlight slides down the sheer thing into her waiting hand. She like loops through the handle on it and then punches it down into the eye of the monster as she slides towards its face. The monster screams in agony. She grabs hold of the line and starts to climb back out. And as she does, kicks onto the side of the flashlight, lighting it up. The creature starts emerging from the pit. Instead of trying to struggle against the line that has been holding it down, it moves towards the line and starts emerging from the pit back towards the massive door. The flashlight goes on, the battery mechanisms start giving off their power sensors, and all of the hexagonal plates on the wall flip around and several blasters come out and all fire upon the creature at once. It is completely blown apart. Ew. Creature goo, just like flies through the air. Ugh. You're sloshed by a big wave of creature goo. Creature goo. A goopy Lynn comes trudging back across the line. Everyone okay? I mean, we're all alive. That's something. And that is why we do not jump into the pit. I was happy to let him die. More than happy to let him die. I wasn't happy to let you guys die. We were going to be fine. I don't think you were. We all made it out, and that's all that matters. Okay, next chunk of the maze. So you guys approach another massive door. It's got another web pattern on it. Lynn, you can make a research. Absolutely. Average difficulty now, like you're you're familiar with. Two successes and two threats. It's sort of talking about multiple pathways and one being right and others being wrong. You're not really clear on exactly how they're wrong. It's just some sort of danger, some sort of righteous path, and more indication of valuables. Probably going, I bet you it's a web. I bet you it's going to be a gross web. And we can only go across one portion of it because this whole thing... Is web themed. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'll take. I guess I'll take that bet. What, what, what are we betting? Do we have to bet a thing? Okay, I guess it's not really fun if you don't put money on it. But no, no, no. It's just. Well, I'll take the bet. Our lives are at stake, so there's no need to additionally amp up the stakes. Okay. Well, um, fine. We'll just bet a nice set of stakes. Do you push open the door? And lights light up in the room, uh, so you can see with pretty good visibility for the first time. What's the room look like? It is full of webs. It's a gigantic maze of webs and some taut material that's all around the room, and they sort of funnel into this central area that has like a platform. Just so you know, I like my steaks rare. Uh, Lynn looks a little shaken and distracted. For the... um. There was a reference to... For the bet. Right. For the... For we're, we're betting stakes? I mean, yeah. But yeah you, we, you lost that bet. I know. For future bets, if we bet stakes, I like... I didn't mention it before, but I like my stakes rare. You owe me a steak now. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying that I'll probably cook yours rare. Because well, that's, that's how I like That's them, how so. I like steaks as well. So that's good. That works out for everybody. Okay. Okay, great. <sighs> okay. How um, are we getting there? We're going to hope that this thing is mechanical. Does anybody... There's a rock. Okay, this is how webs work. And she throws a rock at a random part of the web. It sticks to the web. The vibrations go around. Does anything happen? Not that you can tell. Give it a few minutes. Everyone's just staring. Everyone's just staring at the webs. Okay, does anyone have anything that could, like, that if we stuck it would start moving? We could throw a plif up there. I don't want to throw a plif up there. 
<laughs> Blip shoots you a look. Jane does as well. I said could, as in it's an idea, as in I'm one up on ideas that any of you have thrown we out. We could throw Trist up there. See, that's how you, that's a response. You know, we could. You have the slug thrower. If something came at you, do you think you'd be able to deal with something? No. Veto that plan. Good use of a veto. Um, I don't know. We need something that moves. And she, like, starts looking around jittery. You can look through Pliff's survival equipment and what you told him to take. Does he have, like, a flare? Yeah. Perfect. She bites off the top of the flare, lights it, and throws it. So it hits the thing, sticks, and then starts to shake because of the force of the flare. Does that make sense? Um, if there's a thing that is right. going to start crawling on the web, it would do that oh, if yeah, there yeah, were yeah, movement. Yeah. So nothing, nothing starts crawling on the web. This, the flare does stick to the web. Okay, so the danger might just be the stickiness, then. That's not that bad. Okay. 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 So now all we have to do is figure out... Which thing isn't sticky? What? You know, the, the, the web. Which web isn't sticky? Which part of the web? You know that there are parts of a web that are safe to walk across, that won't get you stuck? Does that... What? How do you know this? This is a thing that people know about webs? I thought this was a thing that people knew about All webs. webs have secret paths that you can walk across? That's how... That's how... You know, predators on that use webs uh, can catch their prey. I thought spiders could just move across webs because they were just like immune to its stickiness. No. I'm going to admit as a smuggler myself, I'm not classically trained in insects and study of them. So this Well, is that's how it works. That's I feel how like this it, is bug knowledge and you're trying to pass off bug knowledge as common knowledge. Not everybody knows enough about bugs as you know. I'm learning that now. Let's look around, take our time, see if there are any other indicators uh, that would have the correct Typically, typically these things, honestly, I don't know why they do this, have clues in the room that we could use to decipher what the correct pass is. Okay, what are we looking for? Diagrams of the webs that has like a path highlighted or like a poem, a light pattern, perhaps. All right, maps and poems are what we're looking for. Uh, Trist kind of like turns around and starts like scanning surveys in the room, see if there's anything that he can figure out. Uh, Make a perception, I guess. Two successes and an advantage. You're looking around the room, and Mm. you do see that there is sediment that has stuck to some of the webs. Looking at it, now that the room is lit up a lot better, you can survey it, and you notice that some webs look dirtier than others. You feel like you've identified at least one strand that you think is safe, um, and it's going to require like moving through it to follow that strand to the center. I approach that strand and, with some hesitation, touch the web. And the dust falls away. Huh. Well, looks like your random bug knowledge was right. There may be a safe way across, a non-sticky way across. Did you figure it out? Was there like a, was it a puzzle? A... Yeah, I found a poem. Anyway, this <laughs> should be the right area. Okay, let's do it. How is it angled? Is it like flat? Are we walking across a web? So you're sort of like climbing it almost like a rope ladder. Got it. And you move up along it. It's a tough climb. Trist is like in the lead and he's, you know, sort of poking different areas, trying to find non-sticky portions. He leads you guys through and you approach this pedestal. There is in the center of it a jagged, toothy-looking mechanism. There are also several different things that are placed on these pedestals. One appears to be what looks like paper. 
holocron i guess it's not it's not a jedi holocron but like there's some sort of crazy looking holocron and there is a data pad that looks crazy and spidery like three of them next to each other or yeah the three of them in front of this giant jaggedy looking mechanical thing all right well let's just grab those three things and get the hell out of here opposite of that let's do the opposite of that let us not grab them and stay here forever no calmly analyze the situation Ugh. make sure that that's not about to attack us what is that i don't know yet lynn tentatively steps down onto the platform tests it you step down on and you just sort of look at the things uh, taking a look at the holocron it is the sort of thing that lynn would recognize so, like she's she's seen him before she's had to recover similar things before you feel like you know what might be there the data pad itself looks like it is very, very related to this culture and what's going on with them. The piece of paper has something in Arabesh written on it. So I scoot around the edge away from these three things and mm-hmm. try to inspect this toothy, jagged thing. It's made out of an unusual dark metal that you don't really recognize until it clicks. This is made out of that resonant metal that Card was testing his device against. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What kind of noise? What does that noise mean? Does that mean Lynn's figured it out? We can grab this crap and then get out of here? It doesn't mean that. No. Keep praying for that noise. Does it look like there's any powered component to it? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like European outlets. Well, but it's plugged into something? That's well, it's, the... not, it's not plugged into anything. It looks like it could plug into something if you moved it. Can I do a mechanics check to see if there's anything in it that I could disable? Sure. What's the difficulty? You're working with a foreign technology. I'm going to say hard. No. You don't even know where to begin with this. It's got one of those weird eight-pronged screws that you've been seeing around here. It's just like the tools that you have are galactic standard tools, and this is not a galactic standard thing. Looks like my grab-all-this-crap-and-run plan is starting to look a lot better. No, I'm... Someone, I think, came here and took something, though, so hold on a second. Uh, I go over to read the Oribesh. So the cadence is strange. It's definitely not something that was written by somebody who speaks the way people speak today. It's Mm. sort of like reading Old or Middle English, and it's going on about some nonsense. But it's nonsense that Lynn is very... Pretty well versed in. Very familiar with. Oh, snap, really? Very familiar with. And it's in Oribesh, not in... It's in in Oribesh. You are seeing it in the language you are most used to reading. So, Rill, not Oribesh. Rill, yes, sure, Rill. Got it. I forgot that Lynn knows like 10,000 languages and that she probably didn't start with basic. Cool, cool. I'm going to look for any indication around things that I have to do a pressure switch. I mean, is it floating? How is it? It's just sitting on one of those platforms just a piece of paper sitting just a piece on. of paper sitting on that platform hmm. the thing about platforms huh? the thing about platforms like this okay is that typically when you take something from that like a light zaps you or the ground falls away it would be great if there were any indication around like on the side of them i'm checking around the back it doesn't have any stuff does it <laughs> yeah like it's, it's it's hard to say i mean clearly this is a room made with technology and there could be any number of things on these panels from the ground this platform that you're on is a central spire that they built these webs around you know honestly maybe we are just taking them Wait a second. We're going with my original plan that I suggested 10 minutes ago? Yes. Yes. Okay. Sometimes that's what happens. Okay. I just want to let you know I like my steaks rare. Do you want to be the first? No, I think Pliff should be the first. Why me? 
you know, you jumped into the pit first. I feel like you're the one prone to making these brave and heroic decisions. Okay. Well, Plus, and I like pull him aside. Jane's watching. Right. Okay. Cliff confidently strides up to the data pad. Mm. He looks at Jane, gives her a little bit of a wink. and here's, Such an uncertain wink. Here's the thing about Jane. She tries to look like she doesn't care, but she is bad at hiding it. And her cheeks flush. And she like sort of looks away and rolls her eyes a little bit. He picks up the data pad and confidently holds it. He grabs the holocron and then he just grabs the piece of paper. And once he has all those three things, the mechanical object has a resonance burst that goes out and you guys hear a chittering the webs start filling up with like little black insects that start crawling along towards your location not even the ones from before they are the ones from before oh okay weren't they They're, green i thought they were red hey looks you know like we i all never made i never uh made a call on the colors so <laughs> they are red I've... green and black <laughs> okay good Africa. a very distinct mental image of these bugs Little African flag bugs. <laughs> Everybody tweet into the show with uh, the color that you wanted the bugs to be, and we'll vote on it. Time to go. Right, is our exit being taken over by these bugs? Uh, yeah. Okay, so we are, they're really high ceilings. How far to the floor? You're 150 feet from the floor, okay. too. As soon as they start doing that, Lynn starts running up on the safe strand, taking a tether, one of the grapple hooks out as she she goes. Then like right before the bugs would overtake her, uh-huh. she attaches the thing to the line and drops down and starts swinging to swing back to the platform where you guys are. Okay. What did that accomplish? She's setting up a swing between the two points okay. to grab us and bypass the web to swing back to so the you're entrance. All gonna have to swing. I love that. I love it. Okay. So yeah, you can do that. I see no reason to make you roll for that. You are gonna have to roll to swing across. Trist watches as as he sees what you're doing, grabs Jane, grabs Pliff, pushes them together, and takes off his gun belt and wraps his gun belt around them and ties it. And they're like facing to face too, like holding each other. Gotta tie him face to face. Front yeah. to front. Front to front. Hold on to each other. Uh, and then um, as, and then he kind of like pushes them to, towards the edge, waiting for you to swing back and be able to grab them. This is like a trapeze. Yeah. Great. What's the difficulty? I can't see this as anything other than a hard check. Two successes and two threats. Swing across. Jane reaches out. She's got a firm grip on your arm. Pliff did not have as firm a grip <laughs> on your arm. And the bag that was slung across him with all of the valuables inside it slips from his hands and sticks to a web immediately beneath you. Ugh. Uh, but What do you mean by immediately beneath you? It's... Three or four feet beneath them is this bag. So I do manage to get them to the to the other side. Yes. And they're safe. They are it's safe. It's just Trist back on the other side? Yes. You doing anything? What is left over here on this platform? We're being rushed by these things. What is on this mechanism? It looks like a really weird spiking jutty object. The thing that you do know is that the shields that you were sent here to get were made of that metal. Does this object look like it could be toppled over? You could probably push it over. Okay, I'm going to push this thing over. Uh, It falls to the ground and breaks. 
I'm going to flip a light side point. Hell yeah. When it fell over, there's one of those large pedal pieces, like spiky pieces mm-hmm. of it have kind of shattered off. It's about, how tall is this thing? Medium size. Okay, human, cool. Human so person. this thing is like long, it's slender, and it's about four feet. Trist grabs it, picks it up, and as soon as the kids are dropped off, he goes, don't worry about the bag. Just swing back for me. Where are those crawling things in position to me? They're closing in on you. Uh, Trist takes the flask out of his pocket, undoes it, and throws a line uh, in front of him of uh, liquid, and then takes his slug thrower out and shoots both ends of it with slugs to ignite, leaving like a little line of fire in between him. You create uh, a little line of fire. The creatures bristle. Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) Anytime now, Lynn. (laughs) So I'm swinging back to to grab him. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, a success and a triumph. I'll take a um, blue die on my coordination attempt. Uh huh. So she grabs me. Triss is going to grab on, like, hold her by the waist as he swings. And he's going to take that long thing and try to scoop up the bag by the end of the... Or like, oh, like a highlight? Yeah, by the point of the <laughs> yes. uh, spike on his way back over. Uh, what's my what's my difficulty to do that? I'll say average. All I right. want you to succeed. I want me to succeed as well. Two successes and an advantage. You grab that up. You've got it at the end of your highlight glove, and you land safely on the other side just as some insects start trying to climb down the line towards you. On your line. Uh, Trist <laughs> uses that, like, spiky thing to sever the line. Oh, uh, midway? Yeah. Like, yeah, so then, like, we go flying. The bag flips up in the air and starts to drop down into the pit, and Lynn reaches down and, and grabs it up. And both of them go to catch Lynn and... And Trist, like, sort of falls to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Rolls, like, dusts himself off. Thanks. Um, And grabs... He still... Trist still has this piece of metal, Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, it's like a machete, basically. All right, if uh, if everyone's done messing around, I think it's probably time to get out of here. And, of course, as you say that, it starts rumbling some more. And rocks start falling from the ceiling, and ceiling tiles start coming loose as the place starts collapsing. Trist grabs his uh, belt back from the two of them. Lynn puts on the backpack, grabs the kid's hands, and starts running. Yeah, so you guys bolt, you go out, you cross the sand pit, trudge through the muddy, goopy, monster blood sand, go over that, head back towards the door. A lot of the guns have fallen off the wall because of the structural damage as this place starts collapsing. Yeah. A few you of them are still active and uh, start firing at you guys because mm. the bag has uh, the, yep, the data pad the and data everything pad. in it. So, uh, but it's like Trist is batting things away with the metal. Yeah, yeah, the metal is like <laughs> absorbing it. He's basically doing Jedi shit. <laughs> <laughs> Putting the kids' heads down, getting them through the thing, ducking behind the highlight bat. Yeah, as Trist is like batting away um, laser blasts with this metal you know resonant metal gets to the door first Mm -hmm. crams her body between it kicks it open you guys scramble through as you're getting out the door you see more of those insects are heading towards you because every time he deflects one of the blasts oh yeah there's that resonant they're starting to converge trist like makes it through we all stare at the thing and then the whole structure collapses Collapses down on top of them you guys get to the other side of the door. You close the door behind you and rest back against it. And you hear, so good of you to join us. And you see a bunch of stormtroopers with the professor and, of course, Talon Card. That's probably the end of the episode. Ba-da. Now, how about a Dear My Knock letter? 
Hey Tup, remember that black market taffy pulling racket? It was a real sticky situation. Well, now you can forget about it because I already solved the case. Like taking candy from a baby. A short, hairy, toothy baby. The taffy only stretches so far before it breaks, kid. There's a reason we're called gumshoes. Give me a call next time you need help solving a case. If you ask nicely, I might do it. Signed, Rip Sundown. Ugh, Sundown. Wait a minute, what's going on? Is this on? junk mail? No, that's yeah, Sundown. That's He's mail. just bragging. Who? It's sundown, don't worry about it. Aren't these questions? Aren't people asking us questions? <laughs> Not Sundown, he's just a bragger. He's just... He's another... He's another private detective. Where? On Findar. Wait, buddy, you have a rival private detective? Yeah. How old is this person? He's like 40. A 40-year-old man who writes you taunts in the mail? That's yeah. 22 years older than you. Yeah, I know. That's a good math. Well, Bacta didn't do it. I don't understand why there's this hostility. I don't I don't understand why you're so bad at math. Yeah, why do you think it's hostility? Well, first of all, read. that's wrong. 22 years older? Yeah, he's 22 years older than yeah, me. Yeah, 22 plus 18 is 40. Can't wait to see you do this math. 18. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Pepper Tup. Okay, Pepper Tup. Yeah, okay. Pepper Tup's rival. Watching you do math wrong is one of my greatest joys It's in life, almost Pepper. as fun as watching Trist try to read. First of all, I can read. No, you can't. Read this. You read this. I give you the figure. <laughs> <laughs> Timon, I don't want a 40-year-old writing you, taunting you. Well, Who would? I don't want one either, but yeah, Does go. anyone want this? I certainly oh, don't want uh, this. I would like one 40-year-old to taunt me, please. No, nobody says that. No, that's no. way too old for taunting. And it's my fault, really. You Honestly, know, give me I a should, 25 I be to 29-year-old. That's not, a good taunt. I'm not always fast That's a enough. good taunt. F- first or of a all, young taunt, like a 14-year-old. That's a good taunt, Oh, too. no, they're too cruel. They're too cruel. That's, Let them go for it. They, I'll expose my neck and get the taunt. No, they like... they Draw really, blood. They figure out your insecurities and really go for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let them. I welcome it. No, they're going to like figure out that you... But this... Don't like how you swish your hips, they're, and they're really going to dig in. Yeah, I love how the way my hips swish, and my hips swish every time. This, this is like a 40-year-old, like, pun master throwing out, like, nine taffy puns. Honestly, if you're going to insult somebody, try not to use taffy puns. That's just one thing. Is gum even a taffy? No. It's no, a it's gelatin, not. right? It's a gelatin? No. Gum? It's just, gum is a... It's gum. It's just gum. gum. Is, yeah, gum is a gum. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, gum is gum. Yeah, gum is like a thing that exists real in nature. meeting of the minds here on the Dear Minoc panel. Gum is a thing. Yeah, gum is real. Yes. <laughs> gum. Okay, never mind. I'm going to drop this right now. Good. Thank you. Yep. I realized how unimportant <laughs> this fight was going to be for me, and this is not the hill that I want to die on. Is gelatin a thing? Yes, gelatin's a thing. Exactly. Gum is a thing. What is the question? Is the question, is gum a thing? Is that what we're debating? Why are well, you getting so steamed? Technically, this have letter- you met me? Yes. This letter didn't even have a question. Asked and answered, counselor. It's just you're like really, you're, you're all up today. You're not always so uppity. I feel like I am. I feel like I'm always very <laughs> Charge and he very aggressive. Definitely is. He's wait always, a minute. Wait a minute. Sometimes you're all like slick. Are you wearing your red underwear today? First of all, what day am I wearing underwear? Trist Valentine. I said. I thought I threw that out. I threw that pair out. Good, please. Because you know how you get when you wear it. Continue to throw it out. It's gonna find its way back. It should not find its way back. You're preaching to the choir. Those are too small for you. You should not go through the trash. 
Hey, first of all, you don't tell a dog not to be a dog, okay? <laughs> a dog bites, that's because you trained a bad dog. You don't blame a hound for barking all night. So what would you be since you go through the trash? What's that? What are you? Trash cat, raccoon. You're a raccoon. Raccoon, trash cat. Okay. I just don't see why you'd want to be that. Like, you don't want... To, oh, my God. I feel like I'm being attacked at all angles. We got a Dear Minoc letter that didn't there have was a no single question. question in it. It had 14 different no, references to gum, which is the thing, loaded. apparently. Yeah, you, you won this one, Sundown. You won, okay? When did you get this rivalry? Well, I don't know. Like, um, when we were taking down uh, Bernie the Hoon. Bernie the Who is Bernie the Who? He's a bad guy. What Good. did he do? He, he has like a racket. Or he had one. Nice. Racket Nemo, button. get in here. Yeah. Nemo! What? I'm right oh. here. Nemo's I literally been... Nemo, who is left. Bernie the Hoon? Oh, he's a bad guy. He's got a racket. Had one. Well, yeah. We busted it up. No, Bernie the Hoon. No, yeah, Bernie no, the yeah, Hoon. Not no, anymore. Not anymore. We took him down. Next question. You can't take Tamlin out and make him fight Bernie no, the Hoon. He takes me yeah, out. Yeah, I took him out, yeah. Look. And, and hey, I took out Bernie the Hoon. You are an adult. Nemo, you're an adult. So is Pepper Tup. Technically speaking, He's Pepper Tup's 18. Yeah. 22 years away from being 40. Look, if not you... I expect you to understand that. If you want to know a little bit more, read this. It's... It's unpublished. Is but this it's, a manuscript? Yeah, it is. But it's got a, it's got all the details in there. The names are changed. Okay, but so I think you'll be able to guess. I'll read through this. I'm gonna find out everything about what you and Tamlin have been doing with Bernie the Hoon. Yeah, we weren't doing it with him. We were doing it to him. And what we did was put an end to him. You killed someone? No, we put an end to what he was what doing. What is with you and misunderstanding when people say? I didn't say we ended. We him. put an end, end to. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty straightforward well, and definitive. Put an end to him. Back to please. I feel yeah. like you've got this complex, back to where you think everything is about murder. Just read the book. It'll all make sense. Oh, I am going to read this. Okay. That's not a threat, even though you said it like a threat. It's always good to have an yeah, extra set of eyes on a menu. read a book. <laughs> I will read it and I will give notes. <laughs> I would good. really appreciate that's that. That's what I, I've been working on my Bacta. Uh, I'll pretend to read it. Uh, Were you doing that. your Bacta? No. Because that was no, a terrible that was Bacta. was clearly you. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't need to do a Bacta. I am Bacta. I am Bacta. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you do it. Oh, I'll do one. I'm I'm a great author, and I'm best friends with uh, the everyone on this ship, but uh, especially Lenik. Nemo? You don't get the game that we're playing. N- no, that was Lenik <laughs> doing, <laughs> doing Nemo. <laughs> they sound really similar. They sound very similar. <laughs> I feel <Okay>. like <laughs> that was a, so it was a good impression. Then. Yeah, Rip. I don't want to talk about you. I don't want to give you the space of this, dear Minoc, anymore because you didn't even ask a letter question. Not a single. The, that question was so short it wasn't even a letter long. I feel like that's case closed. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Campaign. The crew of the Minoc will be back again next Wednesday. Before I leave you, first let me tell you about one of our affiliates. On MBSing, host Mary Beth Smith cuts the BS out of conversation by discussing a topic her guest unabashedly loves, thus discovering why people love what we do and how that passion affects us. The Campaign Podcast is a one-shot podcast network production and a joint presentation by Paracosm Press and Peaches and Hot Sauce. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with great videos, podcasts, and live shows for you to enjoy at peachesandhotsauce.com. The Star Wars Edge of the Empire role-playing game belongs to Lucas Books and Fantasy Flight Games. Finally, all music on the show is performed by the Snowdens of yesteryear. Until next time, peace is a lie. There is only passion.